Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back. Everybody throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known. And that is America. Welcome back to the C.L. Bryant Show. Glad to be here with you on this great American day in the USA. And it's all because of people like you that makes our land. Your land, my land, so great um, on the face of the earth. Well, folks, uh, coming up uh, in the next hour, and if you don't get both hours of the show, will be uh, my good friend, good buddy Mason Weaver, uh, author of It's Okay to Leave the Plantation and other uh, fantastic books that's uh, out there in his name. We're going to talk to him about uh, not only the loss, uh, you know, he and I, we lost uh, our wives around the same time, and um, he's going to be on with me. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, how our faith uh, has kept us through that, but also the uh, the mission, the journey that's ahead of us, as well as uh, activists and conservatives, black conservatives in particular. And it's uh, always a, a lively, interesting conversation with Mason, Mason Weaver. So stay tuned for that. And like I said, if you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryant Show, be sure to download free the C.L. Bryant Show app. And if you want to become part of a movement Hey, listen to me. If you want to become a part of a movement, go to FreedomWorks, FreedomWorks.org, FreedomWorks.org, and become a part of the movement. It doesn't cost you nothing to become a part of the movement, the largest grassroots movement in the, the nation. The goal is to, of course, educate and mobilize the largest grassroots or, um, voice and organization uh, throughout the country. And so... Let's so they kick me. They kick me if I hit fumble that elevator pitch <laughs> uh, a little bit uh, there. But just the same, it is uh, fantastic to be a part of it. I've been with them now for eleven years. Eleven years in September, <clears throat> and um, um, been associated with them for eleven years in, in September. And uh, it, we have made a difference. We have truly made a difference. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, at Rev, R-E-V-C-L Bryant, you'll see a, a several posts there uh, made by me and, of course, uh, retweeting uh, something that FreedomWorks has accomplished, uh, and that is getting the president to seriously talk about payroll uh, tax holidays. Huh? Yeah. Let's do it. It is the best way to get us back on track. And I know that there are a lot of people who are going to not want to take the medicine, but the medicine is good. <clears throat> Pardon me. There is good medicine here. The president's talking very seriously about it. It's good for America. Americans, we can 
recover. We can heal economically, which, of course, will heal us in every other way. Yeah. Um, the Russians are rebelling. You know, Putin's uh, approval rating has always been in the high 80s, right? If you can believe the Russians or the Chinese. Because, see, these military dictators, and, and, and that's what really bugs me the most about what's happening and what goes on uh, when we see people railing against uh, our president, Donald Trump, who, by the way, does not receive a salary. And he's not r robbing uh, our coffers. <clears throat> he's not doing that. What's robbing our coffers is something that the communist, literally, and both abroad and right here at home. What's robbing the American coppers right now is that the communist Chinese, the Chai Coms, unleashed on the world something that is might very well topple both of those countries. And, you know, we'll have Gordon Jane back on next week. <clears throat> I have to leave town this week. The show will be, show goes on every day uh, from 12.05 until 2 p.m. in the East. But I got to have on Gordon Chang because there's an old saying that goes when you dig one ditch, meaning for someone you mean to have fall in it. When you dig one ditch, well, you might as well dig two because you're going to fall in a ditch too. That's just the way it works. It, it's that what goes around comes around principle. It's that biblical principle of what God, what is Satan intended for evil God turned it for good. And, and you know what? You don't see it now. I know you may not be able to see it now, but I'm seeing it. I'm seeing this. I'm seeing exactly what I had just said. What Satan intended for evil against this nation and against the world, God can turn that to good. And he is going to turn that to good. And when we see the upheaval, when we see the turmoil in the streets of Russia, in, in, in streets of, of Russia, knowing that Putin cracks down hard on dissidents, then you are seeing a people whose minds are being changed. Now, the only thing that's going to happen, the thing that's going to happen here is this. You're going to see the effort to break the will of the people by making them afraid. That's what's going to happen. And that is exactly what they are doing to you. They are doing all right now in America. The Progressive Marxist liberals are doing all that they possibly can right now to break the American will. 
Do you hear me? This, this is not, uh, 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 something that, uh, is <laughs> unintended. No, there is a massive effort. There is an, an, a purposeful effort to break the American will. Yesterday, um, uh, I tweeted out, and you can follow me on Twitter, at Rev, R-E-V-C-L, Brian. I tweeted out uh, these pictures of uh, rare engineered fruit, blue strawberries, uh, purple tomatoes, black tomatoes, that 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 type of um, fruit had to be cultured and then engineered in order to get that type of result, right? Oh yeah, you know it's true. Somebody had to put in the work to get the result. Uh, you can find it sometimes naturally in nature when there's a mutation of sorts. But to get a harvest of that type of uh, blue strawberry or that type of purple tomatoes or black tomatoes, <clears throat> you have to work at that. You have to manipulate the seed, then plant it. And you expect what you have manipulated it to be to come up right and most times they do if you know what you're doing and therein lies where we take this conversation from here folks if you know what you're doing now for the longest time the democrats even though they you know don't have the senate could get it we'll talk about that if we're not careful, if if we believe the polls and the mindset of the country begins to bend toward the fact that uh, we cannot win, you cannot win because the president is so far behind, you cannot win. If, if they allow that type of mindset, they will then manipulate you. The Democrats have known what they're doing for a long time and the Republicans have not appeared to know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And the way they have been wanting to paint the president, of course, is that he doesn't know what he's doing. But he's proven them to be a liar at every turn. The economy was booming and I, I, our, our military, I, I would just love to see what this man could have accomplished in his administration in the last three and a half years if he had not uh, been under constant, constant attack by charges and things that proved to be false. Americans understand it would be one thing if any of that led anywhere. But it didn't. And the reason it didn't, because there was nothing there. If there had been anything, anything there, this president would have been out of office for sure. But there was nothing there. 
and they sure tried. They lied, they cheated, they twisted things that uh, they invented things out of thin air. There was nothing there. And still they won't relent and let this man do the job that he was hired to do, elected to do. They have impeded, hindered the office of the President of the United States. There has to be some type of punishment for that. And the number one punishment that must be, I feel, is to vote them out. Vote them out. I would have loved to have seen what would have happened if this president had received the type of honeymoon, media honeymoon, that Barack Obama received, that Bill Clinton received. Hmm? That would have been great, wouldn't it? I, I just can't imagine what would have happened if uh, this president had a year of a honeymoon. No, it's been constant war since before he got into office until this present time. And here we are <clears throat> just four and a half months away from the election. And you have the same lies, the same fear-mongering going on that has gone on since before he was elected president. Yet, yet, the only thing that was able to derail momentum of our economy that was booming just four and a half months ago was something that was let loose by the communist Chinese that did infect the whole world. And the president says rightly, they could have stopped it, but they didn't. Next week, I'll have on Gordon Chang, and we're going to talk about um, this, what they could have done, but they did not. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's the problem here? I can point to part of it. Uh, what's the problem with uh, Americans? What's the problem with Repu American Republicans holding on to power? It's stuff like I'm fixing to mention right now. People like I'm fixing to mention right now. Uh, former governor John Kasich. A Republican. But all accounts, uh, the rumor has it. And I'm just reporting a rumor right now, trying to confirm it as fact. 
that John Kasich is going to speak at the Democrat. Yeah, Republican. Hear me well now. Republican Governor John Kasich, GOP, former GOP governor. John Kasich is going to speak at the Democrat National Convention. That's what rumor has it. Rumor has it. Yeah. That's where it's going to be. That's one of the problems that Republicans are going to have is people like Romney and Kasich not pulling their GOP weight. But of course, we didn't expect them to. When we talk about never Trumpers, Kasich is the poster child. Put his face on the poster. But this is the problem that Republicans are going to have. And that is people who are, in fact, in your camp, but they intend to do you harm. Well, how can they be in the camp? I mean, they're wearing the name, yeah. But are they in the camp? I don't think so. They are, uh, now Kasich does not look anywhere near like an elite, does he? But he is. Oh, he's an elite. There's no question about it. He he reminds me of what we're going to talk about when I come back uh, here as far as that Russian elite is being given experimental COVID-19 vaccines while the other people in the country um, are told whatever. Do you really know how many deaths may be over there in Russia? If there aren't that many deaths in Russia, then why are we so fearful when we know that we're in better shape than they are? And if there are many more deaths than being reported in Russia, then, um, and in China and other parts of the world where information is more controlled, if there are more deaths, then uh, why isn't everyone jumping on board to, to chastise, chastise these Chinese? Why isn't everybody standing behind the president instead of trying to stand against him when it comes to chastising these Chinese? I'll be back with more of the C.L. Bryant show, and I will share with you how the elite, if this continues the way it is, will be the elite, and those who are not will be less than, obviously. And will, in fact, see it visibly.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities. That- you can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. Thank you so much for coming along with me. As we build a bridge daily to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the CL Bryant Show. Stay tuned. Hey, as far as payroll tax holidays, I had uh, put out a piece that received over two and a half million um, views. That was through Freedom Works, And yeah, over two and a half million views. And uh, just grateful to all of you for making the show as popular as it has become. Uh, the C.L. Bryant Show. Get the app. Download the app. Free app onto your favorite device. Um, and follow it daily wherever you may go. Well, I was talking about elitism. And how it's it's seen, of course, in Russia, but it's seen here, too. Oh, everybody on MSNBC, ABC, NBC. Well, let's just say in the visual media. It's an elite job. Let's just face that. But even though there are opportunities because of the money that goes along with being elite, I believe that American people who, you know, travel back and forth like uh, anchors and news people do are just as afraid in their own way of, you know, getting sick as anybody else. In, within reason, right? But but what happens to those who are not even approaching that uh, level of, um, you know, elite posture or, or, or elite status when the police go away? Or when, yeah, you can have access to a vaccine for COVID-19, but you have to know the right people. Because, see, that's, what, that's what's happening in Russia right now. Uh, you can uh, have access to the experimental vaccine to, the, for COVID-19, but you have to know the right people. Are you hearing me? You must know the right people. And so, my friends, my fellow Americans, we don't want that to occur in this nation. 
already you hear all the time, rightly, wrongly, whatever, that the rich and the wealthy will do just fine with all of this. Well, I, I just can't buy into that because, you know, you've had rich and wealthy and people who are in very high position. They're the mayor of Atlanta. I mean, talk about black elite. Believe me, Keisha Lance Bottoms, a very black elite. Uh, she, her family, it didn't, it, it, that didn't stop her family from contracting this. Okay? So I'm not saying that elitism can stop you from getting it, but I, what, what I am saying is that elitism, it, being in that group can get you, can get you access to things that Joe Blow just not going to have. Never. He's, you're going to have it quicker. Tell you what else you're going to, what to tell you what else you're going to have quicker. If you, the elite will have quicker if we do away with the police. Huh? If we do away with the police, we are talking about those who live in neighborhoods that they know they're going to defend. You are going to have private police squads that might encompass uh, and, and take care of a two or three mile radius. And, and if you have the, the right money, you're going to pay an association. If you live in the, in the right neighborhood, you're going to pay your part in an association to protect your neighborhood. Now, what's going to happen outside of your neighborhood? Well, I can tell you what's going to happen. I don't know if you ever visited Mexico. Have you ever visited Mexico? Huh? The, the first thing you're told if you're visiting Mexico and you're in a compound, you know, in one of the nice villas or something like that, don't leave the villa unescorted. Because inside the little villa there, inside the village, and there's everything inside of there, there's everything. It's like a city, you know, inside these villas and villages and so forth that, you know, tourists um, go to. The first thing you're told is don't leave the village, the villa unescorted, especially at night. Now, friends, the, the, the situation that I have just described to you, if you, in cities that are considering this, if you demoralize, break the will of law enforcement, then you, my friends, are setting yourself up for a situation whereas you had better not uh, leave your neighborhood. <laughs> uh, 
Huh? You better not leave your neighborhood. You better hope that you are able to hire the right police protection at your local stores or the gas stations where panhandlers tend to hang out more more often these days, it seemed to me. I mean, you're pumping your gas and some clown walks up to you uh, panhandling. Perfectly able to stand that be out in the heat all day long, walking around begging. But can't get that broom and, 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 and stand in front of somebody's uh, place of business and sweep until they say, hey, why are you sweeping? And you just tell them that you want to work there so bad, you, you just got your own broom. And man, believe me, uh, somebody will put you to work <laughs> doing something with that kind of attitude, with that type of uh, uh, exemplif- exemplifying that type of enthusiasm to work. Somebody will put you to work. Yeah, go get you a broom. Just stand out in front of somebody's business. Stand out uh, in front of the 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 the, uh, the, the businesses. Uh, what do you call them? The, the storefront businesses. Sweep the sidewalks. Sweep them. Start sweeping them. You don't. You say you don't have a job if you're not too proud. If you're not too proud to beg, and you're saying you don't have a job, you're not too proud to get you a broom. Start sweeping the sidewalks out in front of the storefronts. Somebody's going to ask you, what are you doing? And you're going to get a chance to tell them, hey, listen, I don't have a job. Uh, Nobody's paying me to do this, but I sure would appreciate if somebody did. Because I'm going to keep on doing it till somebody does. I'm going to keep it clean around here. Somebody pays me to keep it clean. You create you a job. Oh, we got to get OCL out there. He's, he's sweeping. He's sweeping. out. He's been doing a good job, too. You know, we ought to pay him something to do that. Uh, what, what do you think? What do you think you can afford to give him a month? <laughs> a week? Whatever. You just created yourself a job. With a broom and you showed the willingness to work. Do you realize that's all it takes in America is gumption? Showing a that's what grandpa used to call it. Showing a willingness to work. A stick to it. A stick to itness. That's that's really what gumption meant. Uh, he, that gumption, you stick, you go stick, you go stick to it. <laughs> that's what we're losing in this country: the ability, the idea that we can, we will stick to it. We're blown about like paper in the wind. Seems. So many times we're just blowing in the wind. Americans, it is time to wake up. Oh, yeah. And realize that the thing that we have been doing 
especially you, you uh, folks who have been voting Democrat for so long, black Americans, Latino Americans, women who have been voting Democrat for so long. It's time to try something different. At least try something different. Michelle, we're going to get uh, David Webb back on. When we were making the movie Runaway Slave, I went up to uh, Sirius XM Studios where David was uh, doing his show, was on with him. And uh, that's what I first uttered those words. Uh, It's time for us to at least try something different. At least try something different. John Kasich's not going to try anything different. He's going to speak at um, from the what the rumors are saying uh, at the Democrat National Convention. He's going backwards in time and, and listening and following people like Kasich. You too shall go backwards in time. I don't know, really. Um, what it's all about as far as um, why Kasich has to be the way he is, why Romney has to be the way Romney is. I don't know what that's all about, but I do know this, that never Trumpers, the hate Trumpers, they are beginning to emerge from their caves where they have been conducting guerrilla warfare for the last three and a half years. They are now reemerging from their cages, from their caves, rather dark holes where they were. And they are beginning to sing their catered song. You're beginning to hear them. And this fight that we are engaging, this fight that we are in, is so going is going to be so intense within the next four and a half months, beginning right now, that it is going to try the souls of all of us. Oh, you can believe that is going to try the souls of all of us. Just how intense the heat of this political battle is concerned and uh, the way it's going to play out for the president is is this way. He's not only going to have to battle the forces of the Democrat Party. The way this is shaping up, he is having to battle the John Kasichs and the Mitt Romneys, the George Herbert Walker Bushes, I mean, George Walker, uh, W. He's going to have to battle him. And uh, the uh, (laughs) I don't know, vanquished Jeb Bush. Yeah. He's got to fight them. They're not going to go away quietly into the night. 
fighting those in his own party, fighting them. Needless to say, but I should remind you that he did win against those same odds before. And it's hard to determine whether or not the intensity uh, was greater than it is right now or if it was not. It's hard to determine that. I do know that it's high. The Trump hate is high, but Trump hate was high then. It's hard to determine because keep in mind, Peter Strzok and, uh, had, had already started putting into place plan B. They had already started considering what was necessary to have insurance in case the president did win, in case Trump did win. They had already begun the process this time four years ago to make sure that if he did win, it would be something that they could void. And that's exactly what they tried to do. They tried to void it out. Now, some people say, well, they they were being patriots. No, they were not. They were acting against the will of the American people. No patriot does that. No patriot acts against the will of the, um, the, the, of the American people, especially when you worked in conjunction. And then the strangest thing they wanted to accuse the president of doing is they actually worked in conjunction with Russians. And, and, and once he won the election, they decided to come up with the narrative that it was him, not them, who collaborated and colluded with the Russians against American interests. Do you see how twisted this is and has been? What a big lie, what a big hoax has been played and perpetrated upon the American people in the last three and a half years and still except for coronavirus this administration pulled off the feats of economic uh, prosperity and 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 feats of economic gymnastics we can even say that only a skilled businessman could envision happening in this country and that's what Donald Trump did. He envisioned that happening. It happened. The only thing that derailed it. I I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for. So you said.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. CL back with you on this great day in the USA. Coming up after the top of the news hour will be Mason Weaver, author of why it's author of It's Okay to Leave the Plantation, and a good friend of mine, and uh, we. Uh, brothers in grief, but brothers in triumph uh, as well through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Both lost our wives about the same time, long-term relationships we both had with uh, with them. And I um, certainly will be grateful to talk to him about today's issues as well. You know, friends, I was thinking during the, the break, uh, I'm often uh, beat up and talked about badly. Friends, loved ones, too. Uh, Or supporting and singing the praises of Donald John Trump the way that I do. You, You just... Act like you just uh, you just can't say nothing without without saying something about that man. And and I thought about this. I thought about this about Donald Trump. They're talking about. Yeah, I do support Trump. I support him vocally, physically, financially. I support the president. Okay. This is strange to me. I'm gonna tell you what's what's strange to me. Do you know that if I was saying the same things about Joe Biden? Nobody would say a word about my political posture. No black person would. Not on mass, not on mass. If I was saying the same thing about Joe Biden, my question has to be then why? Would you not say something to me about saying something good about him? It's because you have bought into their ideology. I I don't I wouldn't um belittle anybody for saying something from the Democrat Party, saying something good about the president. I mean, that's nothing. Why should you be belittled for that? If you if if, if you are beating up on me, a black man, for saying something good about Donald Trump, my question is, why wouldn't you beat up on me, a black man, for saying something good about Joe Biden or Hillary Clinton? You wouldn't. 
why? It's the same opinion either way it goes, or is it? No, it's not. Because it's not the opinion that you have. Are you hearing me? Oh, it, it, it's, it's, it's great. My opinion is great. And your opinion is great as long as it suits my opinion. There's no conversation. There is no discussion. There is no room for debate anymore in this country. Certainly not on the college campuses. There is no room for debate on college campuses anymore unless your opinion matches the opinion of the professor who has the power of life and death academically for the student who pays his salary. <laughs> or their parents who pay their salary. They have you as academic hostages on college campuses and you let them. You let them keep you hostage. By telling you that if, uh, well, if you don't go along with what I'm saying, I tell you what can happen to you. Huh? You don't have to go. You can repeat this class until you get until you get your mind straight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You have to repeat this class until you get your mind straight. You see your mind. Your mind's not not straight. So we can't pass you on uh, to uh, onto society with your mind being the way it is. They're holding college students academic hostage until they get their minds straight. Your child can go to college with their mind straight, looking at the world through a lens that is balanced and come home and sit across from you at the Thanksgiving table, and you will see Karl Marx, a young version. And you wonder where they come from. They are being uh, <laughs> held hostage, academically held hostage, until they exemplify traits of having their mind straight. I tell you what, though, I tell you what, um, the the best way to do that is go ahead and get everything they want to feed you. Be a guerrilla fighter. Young people, young Republicans, be a guerrilla fighter. Because it appears you're going to learn. And that's something that we've never had to learn how to do. Democrats have been guerrilla fighters for ages. In fact, when I came into this movement, uh, many years ago now, when I had to pay my dues to come into this movement, many years ago, uh, I was coming out of a, with a, with the resume, on my resume, a two-term president of the NAACP, Garland, Texas. Now, for any, any um, conservative, that 
may be, especially being a, a black minister, a black pastor I was at the time. Um, that's a red flag to white conservatives. Why would this former president of the NAACP in Garland, Texas, and black pastor who is articulate and can indeed be a strong mouthpiece for liberalism and was how can we trust him coming over to our side at this point in time so I I had to pay dues was not trusted by either side because I was stepping away from the NAACP for reasons that went against my uh, core values as a a preacher, as a minister of the gospel, a pastor. I I can't vote for a platform and a party or support an organization who is going to want me to preach the good news of Planned Parenthood and abortion. I, I just can't do that. That's what led me away from the NAACP. I was a lifelong member. I would have been a lifelong member. My father got me a lifetime membership when I was eight years old. Yeah, I was the NAACP youth. You know, I was I was involved as a young man. As a, I went to NAACP meetings as a young man, and and, and so. Um, to, we went, we were in, sometimes held in churches, sometimes held, um, sometimes we had youth meetings at barbershops. I was involved in community activism all my life. I, like I said, I became, uh, once, uh, uh, we moved to Garland, Texas, I didn't intend for this to happen, but I went to see what was going on at the NAACP. I want to go see because that would be my custom to see what's happening in the community with the local NAACP. Uh, They had just formed a chapter a year or two, a year earlier, I believe it was two years or a year or two earlier. And um, the, the, the founding president, this is her true name. I'm not making this up. This is her true, was her true name. You can Google Garland NAACP branch right now. And you'll see that Goldie Locke, L-O-C-K-E, Goldie Locke, was the first president of the NAACP in Garland President, and yours truly was the second one. Yeah, C.L. Bryant was the second. The Reverend C.L. Bryant was the second president of the NAACP, both of us two-term presidents. Um, and... I didn't intend to to become or run for president. I just wanted to be a part of the community and be a part of, um, you know, what was going on in the city of Garland, Texas. And lo and behold, she was working at the time. God rest her soul. She is Gold- Goldie's now passed on. She was working for E-Systems, which was Ross Perot's big deal over there in Dallas, Texas. And um, some things were going on that the NAACP needed to uh, look into, but she couldn't do it in her position as NAACP president. And so um, they began to uh, look for someone who 
would want to run for president. Goldie would still be a part of the organization. Um, and, you know, I knew what the deal, they wanted the deal to be was for her to run that organization through someone standing in her stead. And I knew that they saw me. I was in my early 30s at this time. Um, they um, saw me as that, that person. I know they did. And the my competition, the person running against me was uh, a pastor, a local pastor. His name was Roosevelt Griffin. Griffin, there in Garland, Texas. He's a pastor of one of the uh, local churches. Nice church. And of course, I was serving as a uh, uh, minister of evangelism for, for my church. It was um, Second Chapel Baptist Church, which was a, um, a um, mission church started by the Southern Baptist there in, in Garland. Spencer Rogers was the pastor there at the time, and I was under him. Now, being a minister of evangelism led itself to a lot of stuff. But one of the things it didn't lead to was leading people to a place that would kill babies. I was not going to do that. I was not going to sign on for that. So I walked away. You can have it. I told them what was going to happen, and that's exactly what happened. The NAACP is now a working arm of the Democrat Party. We had intended to be and should have been nonpartisan. That's what we started off to be. But, it's, but of course, it was founded by white Republicans. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. Coming back with me after the top of the hour will be my good buddy, Mason Weaver. Don't you go anywhere. We're going to get him on the line here with us and uh, want you to come back, come along with us and enjoy uh, the conversation as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the CL Bryant Show. Coast to coast, border to border, over Red State, Red State Talk Radio, the Talk Monster. CL will return. I'm just a pilgrim on this road, boys. I'm just a pilgrim on this road, boys. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. 
Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. Uh, you're listening to the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant. We're building the bridge to conversation daily throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show, Red State Talk Radio, coast to coast, border to border, the largest talk platform in the nation and the most listened to. If you're traveling through Times Square, be sure to go uh, and look up above Ripley's Believe It or Not, and there you will see above Ripley's, that iconic building, the Red State Talk billboard. And um, there also... You have um, huh, OCL popping up 24-7 every day, 24 hours a day on that billboard right looking at you there in Times Square. Everybody uh, says, hey, man, you look good up there. Uh, and I certainly do appreciate you all for making the show as popular as it has become one of the reasons why this show has been as popular as it has been over uh, the last uh, three and a half years that I have been on this platform here is because of guests like I'm about to bring on now Mason Weaver and I got into uh, this gig actually on the same day on a very national stage in Washington DC it will be 11 years ago uh, this September that Mason and I actually uh, hooked up uh, in Washington DC it was a, a march uh, but the people's voice was being heard and 1.5 million of us uh, showed up there at in Washington DC on this day and Mason and I were able to speak to that 1.5 million crowd and it is my honor to bring uh, back uh, to the show my good friend uh, Mason Weaver author of It's Okay to Leave the Plantation and uh, Still Okay and Mason God bless you God keep you thank you so much for being uh, with us how have you been friend how are you I'm doing much better than I deserve to be doing I am resting in the, in the comfort and peace of God Almighty uh, which means that my only job is to know my direction and keep walking, brother. Amen to that. And folks, uh, for you who may or may not know, both Mason and I uh, were in long-term relationships with our wives, and both of them now have gone on to be with the Lord. And our testimony uh, together is is that he saw us through and he is seeing us through uh, all of uh, this. And Mason, I, I know that I, I want to... I know that your testimony, we've talked about it even earlier today. We talked about how good God is. And uh, if, before we get into our, our conversation about the state of of uh, America and, and uh, the state of uh, black people in particular in America, talk to us about how good God has been to you uh, through the loss of your precious wife, who is absolutely a treasure. You know, I was married to the world's most beautiful woman. For 35 years, half of my life, and it was nothing but joy, nothing but fun. We laughed all the time. We did things together, and she was a, the, the ultimate part of my life. We had a wonderful marriage. We had two grandkids that we were raising, and she caught pancreatic cancer. They gave her a very short time to live. I told the doctors, how do you know? You don't know that. <laughs> and I was 
I was able, because of, of, of my businesses, I was able to stay home with her every day, took her every chemo, took her every doctor's apartment. I laid and held her every night. And I was able to grieve during that period of time. Uh, I, I was like David. I expected God to save my wife. I expected him to save my wife to the minute she took her last breath. And when she took her last breath, I had such a peace. I mean, God does not give you a burden, Pastor, without giving you the tools to get through. He will not give you a task without giving you the tools to achieve the task. And when she passed away, there was a, a I came to, I, I call it just peace and quiet. It was so much quiet. The whole universe seemed to be quiet. And the burden was lifted off of me. Yeah. Uh, like David, when his son died, David got up and dusted himself off with the work. I got up, dusted myself off, went to an event. Four days later, man, I spoke yeah. in Seattle. Yeah. Uh, just, just done. I was, God took her home. I know where she is. And now I'm sitting on a journey of taking my grandkids to their adulthood and taking care of my, my family. And, and I miss her terribly, but I know where she is. She is a, a, uh, you know, I, I have to get up and one day I got up and said, my wife is not coming back. So I don't need all these hats she has. She has a crown now. Uh, I don't need all these, all these gowns she has. She's the Robe now. Uh, I'm not gonna wear these shoes you have, so I gotta do something with them. So I gave my, uh, I bless the folks, you know, and just get yeah. my house out. Yeah. And now I'm waiting to see what God has to store for me. I'm paying attention. Whatever God has to store for me, I'm not gonna miss that by, by thinking about the past. I'm, I'm here for a reason. I'm gonna find my reason. I'm gonna go do it. You know what? Uh, I, I am just so glad that you said what you said because there was a time after uh, my wife uh, passed away and, and went on to her new life now that Mason, I have a feeling they they are experiencing an existence with the Lord that you and I just cannot even our eyes have not seen, our ears have not heard, neither have we ever thought about how good it is uh, once you are escaped from this earthly realm and this earthly body and, and I, I thank God that we have that faith but you helped me today man by saying that you were able to get rid of uh those things that you you know she used to have and and that type of thing because yes, there, there are some things that I, I got to get i got to let go of uh in order to move on right. I, I really do and thank you thank you so much for that she will not, she will not ask you brother about her coat she will not ask you about what happened in the shoes you brought last week she will not ask you and what you need to be doing is think about who you're going to bless who you're going to reward because you cannot outgive god Thank you for that, man. So you got to be given, brother. Thank you for that. Thank you so much for that. And, uh, you know, it's amazing how the, he will send people to minister to, minister to you. Uh, and uh, Michelle and I were talking uh, about uh, the guest today and Mason Weaver. I said, well, I'll call Mason. Let me get Mason on. We wanted to have you on. And so thank. But, but now it is so crystal clear why uh god uh, put that on my mind mason when we look at the state of our our um world and our america today in particular our america and in particular black america uh what then is the end game is, is there something else going on here it seems as though there's a design or there seems to be there there's something underlying behind all of this, at least in my way of thinking, or am I being a little bit too uh, conspiratorial or maybe even hysterical about that? What would you say about it, Mason? Well, you know, brother, first I want to I ask your audience to do something today. 
This day, as you go about your business, this day, as you go to work, get on the subway, you get on the freeway, you go to lunch around everybody. You see black folks in the restaurants, you see white folks on the street. We see each other all day long. Where do you see the racial tension? It doesn't exist with our eyes. We don't see it nowhere. But if we go home and turn on TV, and a little black box tell us there's a racial problem someplace, and the same people in every city doing the same thing to each other. And this is why the TV calls their product programming. Wow. We're being programmed. Wow. We don't see it with our eyes. So we don't believe our lying eyes. We some commentator on TV. And that's the problem. We let them lead us by the emotional stuff. There is no racial problem in America. There's wow. some foolish problems in America. But there is none. It doesn't exist. Now, the end game, the end game, see, the, the problem is that you know, we have left God. We, the people of God, have left God. And we're so afraid of Baal, we're so afraid of Caesar, that we can serve our God properly. We should be standing up. Because we see what's going on. We see what is heading. We see the government taking control. Tell the church, you're not essential. You know, they say, okay. You know what, Mason, you mentioned something there about the racial tension earlier. And I, it made me think that uh, in my uh, our, the home that I have down in Grand Cane, Louisiana, that's been in my family since right after slavery, my all of my neighbors are white. And even one of them flies a Confederate battle flag. But he's the sweetest guy you ever want to meet, uh, you know, as far as that's concerned. Um, I live in Shreveport now. I'm back in Shreveport, left Denver, came back here to Shreveport after Jane's death. And my neighbors in, in my neighborhood, a very nice neighborhood here, they're white, black, and they're Latino. All that, all nice people. And I know that I could ask and talk to them about anything that uh, we wanted to talk about. There's no racial tension whatsoever. You're right about that, Mason. No, sir. You do not see it. You do not see it, brother. It's imaginary. And, and so when we turn on the black box, you're saying, when we turn on this square tube here, this, uh, what is it, 55, 60, whatever it is, inch tube that you may have uh, in your house, when you turn that on, that's where the racism exists. Folks, I want you to hear this. I want you to hear this. This is true. It exists there. It's, it's only there. They have spent years evaluating your emotion. They know in advance. They know right now what you're going to want for Christmas. Because they know you how to lead you emotionally. They know what's going to be popular next year. They know what's going to be popular next quarter. They, they're trying to get you to vote a certain way. They're not trying to inform you. They're trying to lead you. But it's hard to lead a man who is not a follower. So we have to understand, if it's 12 foot of ground we stand on, is American soil. It's American ground. We have to know who our culture is. We've got to know what makes America great. And I let the enemy, that, that, that spirit, of serfdom and feudalism, that spirit of slavery and abuse, that spirit that tells you that you must live under the whip of the master, telling you where you can go and cannot go. That's their spirit. Our spirit is the spirit of freedom. And we can stand up together, black folks and white folks, folks and poor folks, say we got enough distances. We will not be sitting under the We are Americans. We're the most dominant nation this, hit this world's ever seen. How dare us stand here at these fools, make us wear a mask in public, like we're puppets. Yeah, and you know what, Mason? This is what I, I'm facing every time I 
uh, get on my soapbox like like we are right now and saying what you, what we're saying right now this is where they come this is how they come at you well aren't you uh concerned about uh all the other people around you well of course we are but we can't live like this this is not living and this is not america and and like you're saying mason there has to be a design to all of this and you you alluded to the fact that they want us to be puppets is there a puppeteer then puppets is, yep. the, yes, is there somebody puppeteer. pulling the who's pulling yes. the puppeteer the, the strings of the it, puppet it's, it's, not a who. It's, a, it's a philosophy it's not a person it's a philosophy if you if you put if you elect a drug dealer for president you have drug dealers in the and they're not going to be taking orders they're going to be selling drugs there's a philosophy in this world in this country in this world that man has to rule man. Man seeks rulers. They, they sought Saul. The man seeks someone over him. So he's like the government. The government is a natural enemy of God. Every problem facing God's people in the Bible came from government. And, and so that's their job. Caesar is still trying to rule. So the government's instinct is to take care of you. And in order to take care of you, brother, they have to control you. So for your own good, they want to take over your life to take control of your life so you can live better under their leadership. And they will not mind you dying in the process. Uh, the, 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 you talk about the mass keeping people safe. I had a, a discussion with a gentleman at a store. He told me that my lack of mass was endangering him. I said, well, actually, if you got the mask on and you think it works, then you're safe. Right. So why do I need the mask on? You got yours on, right. then you're safe. Right. He said again, you're endangering me. You're endangering me. Put hands up. You get to put a mask on. I said, no, sir, really. I'm not endangering you. What's endangering you is that you're standing in front of a grown man insisting that I do something because <laughs> you're afraid. Uh, you need to probably go on home if you're afraid because I'm, I'm, I'm not offending you, but if you keep spitting in my face, I'm going to probably offend you. <laughs> Oh, Mason, and that's exactly the reaction of men and women to this type of hysteria. Because, man, I am seeing people driving down the road in their cars with masks on. But this is the weirdest. This is the weirdest thing about it, though. Here we are talking about this, Mason. But check this out. There are people who are listening to this radio show, hearing us say what we're saying right now. And they are actually wishing ill upon you and me instead of hoping that we're right. If if we're right, then it's good news for them. But, but, but they're actually wishing ill upon you and I right now, hoping we actually get coronavirus because we're not afraid of it. (laughs) That's the strangest thing. They're stupid. They have been listening to fools all their life. If we're right, they've been uh, hoodwinked. If we're right, they've been conned. They cannot afford, they can't even comprehend the concept of us being right, brother, because that means all their life they've been taken advantage of. So they have to fight in some kind of way. They have to, they have to maintain this fear. They are afraid. They are afraid. I, I, have, I mean, why, is, why do we allow the government to, to tell the church they're not essential, but the the marijuana shop is essential. Uh, how, how can it? How can the government tell you how to worship? You can't shout. You can't sing. Who determines that? Right. I, I don't understand the concept of people sitting in the pulpit. Why? What would happen, brother? What would happen if the major churches in every city ran their deacon board and city council? 
that stood in the pulpit saying, what's right, politically and not politically, Sam, and asking every candidate to come to their church just to give a five-minute testimony and to be questioned by their steward board afterwards. What would happen if the church starts being the church and starts speaking on every issue, social, economical, political, cultural, every issue as pertains to the Bible, and put that verse on every issue and say, here's what God says about this, Vote like you believe in God. If we did that overnight, one election cycle, we will regain our country. Well, Mason, um, some time ago, and I only have about two minutes left in this segment, but I want you to stay with me uh, through uh, the, the, the short break. Um, we're going to return with uh, Mason Weaver when uh, the C.L. Bryant show returns. And uh, Mason, I want to ask you about this when we come back on the other side of the break, uh, because I, w I want to lead into uh, the next segment with uh, something that you said in uh, our film, Runaway Slave, award-winning film, uh, Crystal Dove award-winning film, Runaway Slave, uh, several years ago, the film that was groundbreaking and actually launched what you now know as Blexit and Walkaway. Uh, it, this, and Mason Weaver was instrumental uh, in this film. But he said something in this film that I want to uh, revisit right now. You said that the slave, and Mason, I've repeated this hundreds of times uh, around the, uh, the country, and every chance I get, I bring you on so you, people can hear the originator of, of, of this, this uh, uh, statement. The slave does not necessarily seek freedom. The slave seeks comfort. That's Mason Weaver, Runaway Slave. That's a quote from him out of the movie in Runaway Slave. And when we return, stay right there, Mason. Uh, when we return, we're going to talk about that statement in the context uh, from Mason Weaver when it was said at the time. Right now, folks, you're able to see that with your own eyes. You know, that, that was a statement that was made seven, seven, six, seven years ago in a groundbreaking film, Runaway Slave, that we, we took a lot of flack for, for making. And it has given rise to a lot of things that are going on with black conservatives today. Dr. Thomas Sowell, whose shoulders we stand on, is in this film uh, uh, with us. Andrew Breitbart is in the film with us. So we're going to talk about uh, what Mason Weaver was saying in that film when we return with more of the C.L. Bryant Show. Don't go anywhere. We're going to return with Mason Reaver here in just a moment. If you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryant Show, be sure to download free the C.L. Bryant Show app on your favorite device. All of the shows are ar archived there, at least the ones that I don't mess up. <laughs> During this corona, I, I have to do this. I have to save them. I'll be back. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities. That you can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. 
And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. So glad that you're able to come along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the CL Bryant Show. My special guest today is my good friend, Mason Clarence, Mason Weaver. And uh, Mason, uh, before we go any further, uh, let you let's let you tell everybody how to get in touch with you, how to bring you to a city or synagogue, church, school near you. So we have a new organization, leavetheplantation.org. I want to invite your listeners to join us. we got breaking news. We have news reports on, on social, economic, political, and spiritual matters. Uh, you can email me at mason at leavetheplantation.org. My latest book is called The Democrat Party Hates America. The Democrat Party hates America. And folks, as far as their actions are concerned, it is evident. It's evident. So read about it. Read about it. Mason, uh, let me ask you this now. We were alluded to it before we went to break. Um, The slave does not seek comfort, necessarily. Or seek freedom, necessarily seek freedom. Yep. The slave seeks comfort. Talk to us about that, Mason Weaver. You gotta understand the difference between a prisoner and a slave. You don't have to chain up a slave. He's accepted the position. He's given up on trying to be free. He wants to please his master to get the best job in the plantation. If you free a slave, he'll go back and find another master for himself. Uh, the, the prisoner, though, you better chain a prisoner up at night. They call them cells. Uh, but there, there are no cells on the plantation. They didn't have to chain you to the walls. They, they chain you if they were going to punish you. But that slave only wanted to be comfortable. Today, these modern-day slaves are seeking every problem these black liberal want, have requires white folks to do something. If they want a minimum wage, they go beg master for a minimum wage. They never beg for a maximum wage. They, they never ask for high-income housing. They say, master, take care of my kids better. Master, we'll go on. They're sitting in neighborhoods where they can go 80% of the, of the vote. They still bigger master but the police. You control the vote, crazy man. Vote. You know? Yeah. But they, they only seek comfort. They want more welfare, not more jobs. They, they, they want better treatment of their kids, not an end of crime. They, they, they criticize anyone who will get out and report a, a, a crime, call them snitches, get, Stitches in ditches. No, stitches build communities up. They build communities up. So a slave is the, you can't talk to a slave about freedom. If you go to a slave and talk about freedom, they're going to tell master on you. Master, they're talking about freedom now, but go get them. They, and, and so they sit in these inner city slave, I'm just called ghettos, owned 100% by Democrats. And they, they sit there, they concentrate, they contemplate, and they commit crime. There's no jobs. There's no, there's no buildings, there's no income, only misery, prostitution, and drugs. Because a slave 
only wants to be comfortable in their misery. And that's the problem we face today. The difference between a slave and a prisoner. America, I want you to take that medicine. Take that medicine because there is a huge difference. And Clarence, you laid it out for us. Very, very good. Clarence Mason Weaver. Mason Weaver is on with us. Mason, before we move on to the next topic, tell everybody again how to get in touch with you and what you got going on. Now, we have recognized that the enemy is going to shut us down at the beginning, at the end of this election cycle, so we won't be able to communicate. So I, and if anyone wants to go to our site, leave the plantation, join our email list, so you can keep it up on what we're going to be doing. Uh, messages, chats, teachings, we're going to be uh, organizing ourselves together, we're going to be training the troops on how to win this battle. It takes one simple thing to win this battle, folks. Faith. And faith is a verb, not a noun. It's something you're doing. You're not doing anything. You're not showing faith. The faith can't act unless you're acting. When it comes to um, you and I, of colleagues, of course, with Black Voices for Trump, you and I were uh, there in the inception of that. We are board members, uh, founding board members of Black Voices for Trump. And, of course, we take a lot of hits for that. But, you know, Mason, I was saying on the show in the first hour, that if I was a black voice for Biden, I wouldn't be taking any hits at all, would I? Would you? If you were black voice for no. Biden, uh, why? Why is no, it? Why is it we have to take why hits if we t- if we're black voices for well, Trump and not for Biden? <laughs> Tell us, talk well, to us about you, that. You take because you're a tank. A tank is supposed to attract the machines on fire. So you're loud, you're big, you're tough, you're rumbling. So you're supposed to draw the fire to you so the infantry don't get cut up by the machine gun fire. You can take the machine gun fire. God drugs you through the nonsense of life to make you hard to deal with these clowns. So you know this thing they say, that's all you got? Name calling? What? I, I, I'm a local Tom? Okay, I'll be there, but I'm also going to be right. So they attack us, brother, to keep us saying the truth. They call you an agent. To stop you from saying the truth and start defending yourself. See, your truth is like a brick to liberals' hands. The truth is harmful, painful to liberals. So to get you to stop proclaiming the truth, they start calling your name and accuse you of horrible things so you can stop and say, No, I'm not me. I don't hate black people. You're running that pathway and now they're one because you're no longer speaking the truth. Wow. To call your names, you keep throwing the truth at them and the truth at them and the truth at them. And so I'm bleeding about the head of the show. called Seal Blind. It's a bloody mouth of the show. And they go up and they won't. Keep doing that, brother. Mason Weaver is our special guest today. And folks, uh, be sure to uh, share this podcast with a friend, this interview with a friend. It'll be up on um, our download the free app and tell your friend to do the same thing but there of course we're terrestrial uh, stations who do this in replay and if you don't have the cl brian show locally on a local station there an am station or even fm i think that's terrestrial fms as well tell about it tell them to get it we'll be happy to share the feed with them and uh, they can come on as terrestrials but be sure to download the free cl brian show because Mason Weaver has been uh, distributing out among us common sense wisdom that we have long left in this country. We need to get back to it 
and you think that there's not people around who speak in the fashion that Mason speaks, but there are. He's there. He's speaking. And hey, folks, I'm glad to have him on uh, the show today. Mason, how's the president doing? How's this election shaping up? Um, what, are, what are we looking at? Are we looking at a bloodbath? Uh, Chicago, 68. You and I both around and alive, kicking uh, back then. And remember that. Are we looking at that type of thing this time around, uh, or is Corona going to slow that? How's that? How are you looking at it? Um, well, Corona only slows. Corona is simply life if you were a rioter and a looter. So we could just all dress up the right way, and we can get out there and do anything. Social distancing doesn't matter with the riots, I noticed. Uh, but Democrats, folks, are the party of violence. Don't expect them not to be violent. They're the party of violence. But a true indication of Trump's power as we stand today is these polls showing him losing to, to Biden. These are the same polls that say Hillary is going to win over Trump. These are the same posters and writers that are saying that, that Hillary was going to have a landslide. So I feel much more encouraged now when the lying press start telling me that Trump is going to lose. What Trump is doing, folks, people remember. People remember the jobs they had before Corona took them away artificially. People remember, even the black community, they remember who can remember had jobs, brother. For the lowest defining schools, these graduates drop off to getting jobs. They're having businesses. They've seen their kids get their relatives get out of jail because Trump opened the trenches up and got those men out and there too long. They've seen more money go to black colleges than any other president in history. They've seen that. They noticed that. And I, I ask the question, do you want a nice president the press likes with no jobs and high taxes? Or do you want a president that the, the, the press hates with jobs and prosperity all around you? Vote your pocketbook. And they're doing that. While, you know, Mason, as you were talking, I was thinking about what we had spoken of uh, a little bit earlier. You know, when I go out and about in America, and and, and I still do my speaking engagements around uh, the country, uh, headed for D.C. and North Carolina here uh, this this weekend, only in that black box that you were talking about, that on the TV is Trump losing Americans. If you go out among Americans, Trump's winning America. I mean, he's, he's winning them. But only, but if you come home and look at that black box, the polls are going to tell you that he's losing. They, they, they're hammering it home, Mason. <laughs> I, I wear my Trump hat every day for months, probably a year. I wore that Trump hat, and I've not gotten one negative comment. Not one person. They may have thought some things, but not one person has made any comments to be black or white, negatively. I got some thumbs up. I got some, a, a comment yesterday come out of Denny's. I like your hat, man. I like your hat. We know what's going on. A prisoner is looking for a way to escape. He will, he will plan to get over that wall, under the wall, around that wall. A slave is looking for a way to be safe in that environment. If you throw a rope over the wall to escape, a prisoner will tie knots in it to get his friends and climb out. But a slave is seeking translation because masters taught him to be afraid of that rope. Oh man, let me tell you the truth. You gonna hear that? You gonna hear that again, brother? <laughs> you gonna hear that again, Mason Weaver? <laughs> that is too good. That is too good to keep to yourself, brother. And so, uh, and help folks, uh, you're hearing it here on the CL Bryant Show. My special guest, my friend, Mason Weaver, and you, Uncle. You can understand now why I love having him on. Not only is he a blessing to me, but he's a blessing to America and blessing to all of you uh, listening uh, throughout uh, the globe as well. 
And so, um, Mason, what then are we looking at uh, as far as Joe Biden is concerned? Will Joe Biden uh, make the cut? I mean, is he really going to be the nominee? I'm not convinced of that. Whether he is or not, he won't even do it. <laughs> you got me. You, he won't even know it, brother. Somebody go tell him, you want to joke? I want to I'm just being serious. I'm just being serious. We all know that Joe Biden is not qualified to be president of the United States. Not just in his mental state, but his political background. It's just, I mean, how can you support a, a man who's been so negative on black folks if you're a black person? How can you support a person who's been wrong on every turn historically? He's been in Congress almost 50 years. What has he done that he can brag about? What truth? He, he laughs a lot. Well, what has he done in his record that you want more of? Tell me, America, what is it that he's done? I can tell you a hundred things that Trump has done that I want more of. But somebody needs to tell me, what has Joe Biden done that you're eager to see repeated in this country? Absolutely. And, brother, that's the mantra that all of us should be saying and asking. What has Joe Biden done that would make anybody want him to be president of the United States? Never pulled more than one and a half percent of any presidential primary that he's been in. He's not led anything. So uh, that is the question about Joe Biden. Uh, Clarence Mason Weaver, uh, I'm so happy to have you on. Is there any last words? Got about two minutes. If you have anything to share with the audience before uh, we we end it here, leave it here. We're going to have you back real soon. Yeah, we do. I, I always enjoy being on your show. I want America to take a deep, 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 deep breath because we got this. There is no racial tension. There is no racial hate. There is no uh, uh, separation by income. There is none of that. It's nonsense. And you know in your heart it's nonsense. Stop believing the lies. Gird up yourself for November. Tell your neighbors about November. And let's go out and show these people. Let's show them what America is all about. Stay right or be left. Eternity is a long time to be wrong. God bless and keep you, man. Continue to fight the good fight. I know that you will, Clarence Mason Weaver, because you are fighting the good fight. Hey, man, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for being on with me. God bless you. Take care. I'm CL. That was Mason Weaver on with us. And uh, Mason is uh, one of those people who I got to tell you guys, I got to tell you guys, he's not going to um, pull any punches. He's not going to give any quarter. Don't say it just like he sees it. He's going to cause it like he sees him. Calls him like he sees him. And uh, that's my kind of guy. I don't know about you, but that's my kind of guy. And, um, I want to reiterate something that he said about this black box. And hey, folks, I'm, I'm going to be you. I'm going to be talking about this because that is so true. Talked about it. We've talked about this. We've talked about this with Clarence and Mason Weaver brings this back to the forefront. When we look at the cities that are being ravaged. The drama for that is being played out or the staging for that is being done, I should say, 
for the little square box in your den or living room or bedroom, wherever it may be for that little, for the square box. However it is, I mean, it may be a 12 inch by 14. It may be a 65 inch one, 70, 80 inch uh, television, whatever it is. The turmoil in America is escalated on that box. And from the images they show you, they can tell you that your next door neighbor who might be a different flavor, a different color than you, they can tell you that he hates you. But other than what you have been uh, shown through the black box, they're, they're good people next door. Across the street. Uh, you judge them for yourself and for their actions, not because somebody told you about that, the way you should feel about them. And that's the problem. You have people who are telling you how you should feel and because of your emotional attachment to something that is only skin deep but should not have the uh, influence on your, should not have the uh, deciding influence. It's going to have an influence. Yeah. Especially if, if you're black in America. The color of your skin, if you're my age, it, the, the kids are, our kids are trying, they're trying to indoctrinate the kids with the same stench and stain of racism that I was indoctrinated with so that it'll be on them. But if you left them alone, our young people, they, uh, would get over it. But we always tend to poison them with that. So anyone my age, any, anyone who's over 10 years old now has been tainted with racism. But if you let the kids, if you, if you didn't uh, taint them with it, it would go away. It would, it really would. We're going to talk about that prisoner-slave mentality when I return with more of the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You thought I was worth saving So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth keeping So you cleaned me up inside You thought I was to Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. 
concerned to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven hand. And for the flag I stand. CL back with you, the home stretch of the CL Bryant show. Uh, Clarence Mason Weaver was on with me earlier uh, in uh, this in the in the this hour. And uh, we were talking about some things that he and I have been talking about for the past 11 years uh, together. And uh, he is in my film, Runaway Slave, Runaway Slave. And um, we have discussed this topic, and I want to discuss this with you. I, I have shared this in, um, oh, I guess countless speeches now around the country. This this mentality, this idea of the slave or prisoner slave mentality is a difference. And the question that you're going to have to have now, all of you, every one of us, if we are going to remain free or if you're even going to ask the question, what am I going to do to remain free? What am I going to do? What am I going to do to remain free? Well, you're going to have to decide, you're going to have to discover these definitions. There is a difference between the prisoner and the slave. There's a difference. The slave, as we pointed out, he's given up on freedom all he's doing now is wanting to work within the tyrannical system of that plantation of that uh, bondage to make it easier for himself no no that would never be me I would always be thinking about how to get away I am the runaway slave you do know I am the runaway slave. I was a, I felt like a prisoner. Once the light came on that, listen, that man is able to prosper. This man's able to prosper. How come you are not prospering? And when I, when I woke up to the, the, the understanding that it was following a certain line of thought that was hindering that following that certain line of thought that was hindering that. (laughs) Broke out of that, broke away from that, started doing something different, tried something different. I realized I was a prisoner. I had been a slave whose mindset 
change to that of a prisoner. Which leads me to say this. All of us are enslaved to something that you should be free from, that you need to be free from. You're enslaved to it. You've given up on being free from it. And that's exactly the type of mentality that has kept 97%, 98% of the black vote where it is. They have given up on the idea that uh, they can be free from that and that they can be free thinkers. They have given up on the idea. Oh, I'm saying to you all I have ever said to you and uh, even making the film Runaway Slave and making that movie. All I was saying to you is that you can be free. You can be free. And anybody who wants to stifle that, anybody who wants to hinder that freedom of yours, they are trying to make you a prisoner. Yeah. A slave you don't have to chain up. The slave ain't going nowhere. He ain't going nowhere. He, he, he figures that the consequences of getting caught trying to be free is too great. So he, he's given up. Because the consequences. Are you hearing me? Because the consequences of trying to be free. That's too much. So he gives up on it. He gives up on it. He's just going to remain a slave. A prisoner, he doesn't care about the consequences. He is going to be free or he's going to die trying. That is the idea behind, uh, even if uh, you, you go back to 50 cents, get rich or die trying. He feels as though he's a prisoner to poverty. So he's not going to be a slave to it. He's a prisoner to it. He's doing it. He's breaking out the wrong way by throwing drugs, selling drugs. But he felt like he was a prisoner to the poverty. So he's going to do whatever is necessary to be free from the poverty. He was a slave to it. He was a slave to the poverty. He wasn't going to be a slave. He was a prisoner. His mentality changed somewhere along the way. The slave became a prisoner. And once that slave becomes a prisoner, he's going to do everything he possibly can to get the hell out of there. To get the, Pastor, forgive me, to get the Hades out. <laughs> to get the Hades out of there. I don't think the Lord really matters. <laughs> but you are conscious. I am conscious of, of that type of thing. They have all kinds of audiences listening to me. And young people, I don't want you going around saying that. Or I don't want you going around saying a lot of the things that um, uh, you, you might hear CL say. You, 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 weigh, you weigh that real heavily. You know, weigh that for yourself. There are a lot of things you can repeat that I said, and I want you to repeat them, but you weigh heavily what, what you're saying there because there's a cost to saying what OCL says. It's a cost to say that. <laughs> oh, my. Are you willing to drink from that cup? Mine is the one that uh, Christ asked 
Um, are you are you sure you want to drink from that cup? I'll drink from the cup that Christ passed around. It's going to be better. It may be better looking into that cup. You see things that are on the horizon. But it is time for men and women of courage who uh, feel as though they have been prisoners to a uh, way of thinking, a way of doing. You want them to be free. That's what you want. You want them to be free. And the thing about it is this. You can actually be despised for wanting to help. You can be despised for wanting to help because they have been programmed. They have been told that you have to think a certain way in order to be black in this country. That's what gave Joe Biden. That's what prompted Joe Biden to say these very insulting words to anybody who is a free thinker and somebody who is a self thinker and someone who uh, thinks for themselves, whether you're red, yellow, black, or white, this should have been insulted you for someone to, to, to take uh, the type of for granted uh, posture toward a, a demographic as Joe Biden took the, by saying, if you have to think about, uh, who you're going to vote for between me and Donald Trump, then you ain't black. You ain't black, Joe. You, are you saying that to, to black folks that if they, they are, 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 are not free thinking enough to, to, to vote for who the person they want to vote for, then, uh, they're not black because all, are you saying that all black folks, you expecting all black folks to vote for you? Is that what you're saying, Joe? You, you're, you expect, he just told you, black folks, that he's taking you for granted. All black folks go vote for him or you ain't even black. Because all black folks are expected to vote for Joe Biden. You're a, pri- you, you're a, you're a slave to that type of mentality you are you're a, sl- a slave has given up because they they feel that the consequences of being free is too great so a slave gives up on that but once that slave becomes in his mind a prisoner then he tries to find ways to escape his captivity. That's what happened with me. I began to realize that I was in captivity. And it also made me start realizing and analyzing what I was listening to coming out of these boxes that are in our cars and in our homes. Because as Clarence Mason Weaver and I talked about, when I look at my neighbors, whether they're in the country or in the city, when I look at my neighbors and I, I analyze the, the type of relationship that we have, it's a good relationship that I have with my neighbors, my friends, my business associates, all of them, red, yellow, black, and white, 
There is no racial tension among us. We go out, we shop together, we eat together, we talk on the phone together, we do business together. There's no racial tension be, uh, among us. Do you know where the racial tension exists? The racial tension exists in these boxes that we listen to and that we watch. That's where the racial tension is. Yeah. Oh, that's exactly why, folks, a lot of times they don't want me on some of these shows because of what I say. That's okay. Didn't make it any less true, and it doesn't stop me from saying it. Because it is true. They program you to believe the way society is. They force you to ignore even someone across the street who you've been neighbors with for years. You call them, you, you start looking them as, at them as white people. Or you start looking at them as black people. You start looking at them as Mexicans. You start looking at them because the way you're programmed by the square tube in your house and in your car. But the racial tension, really, when it comes to people getting along with each other on a personal level, it, it's not there. It exists in the box that programs. That's why they call it programming. There's a lot for us to talk about, and we'll talk about it as uh, when I come back and when the C.L. Bryant show um, comes back again 24 hours from now. Well, actually... 22 hours from now. I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day. And I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, my heartfelt desire for each and every one of you. I want you to hear me. My heartfelt desire is that God will bless and keep you all and order your steps in his word. Bye now. 